When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Matthias uh, Kiwanuka and myself are with you now. We've got some calls, 800-919-3776. Kiwi, let's jump out to our calls. Um, They've been holding on for uh, a hot second. Let's go to Vinny in Staten Island. Vinny, welcome in. Good morning. Good morning, Anita. How are you? Great. Okay, I just got to make a point on the Giants. In the offseason... They have to do better with their drafting. Last year's, last year's draft was a mess. I mean, Kevin Thibodeau, he looks great against guys that are not good tackles, good guards. But when he goes up against an elite guard or an elite tackle, he's invisible the whole game. He gets pushed around. I've been watching him all year. He gets pushed around. He gets no push whatsoever. Last week was perfect, uh, perfect example of that. And Evan Neal at number seven was just a complete bust. He can't, he can't block anybody. I mean, they gave – their drafting was – they gave up. They could have had Drake London and Garrett Wilson at 4-7. and seven. They would have been set at wide receiver for the next 10 years. And how they let a guy like – see, the guy, guy like Michael Clemens, the Jets got in the fourth round, that guy's a load. He's going to be a star. I mean, Matt Mathias could, you know, could uh, probably uh, know better than me, but I, I just think they got to do better in that department and – Getting rid of Evan Ingram and Kadarius Tony also hurt as well. Um, no. Vinny, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, what what is Kiwi? What what is your evaluation on on Evan Neal this year? Uh, I mean, he was he was injured towards the end of the season. So, yeah, I think. Um, well, first, let me let me address the the Kayvon because you know the the other comment that he had about um, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau Thibodeau and how he needs to um, you know stop the run better. I mean, he's he's a young guy. Right, it takes an it takes some time to figure out how the game's going to come at you in the NFL, um, especially in the run game, especially for an outside linebacker slash defensive end, and understanding how to dissect it, how to how to um, how to attack things. But um, I think it goes back to I mean, you said it. Jordan was on earlier. He said it too. In terms of they need more depth at the defensive line position. And part of that depth would be, you know, to establish, you know, a group that can, you know, stop the run effectively, establish a group that gets after the pass effectively, and then be able to combine and, and mix and match those. So you're not exposing, you know, your pass rushers all the time in the run defense situations. Um, and that's that's just, you know, that's just that's just important. But, I mean, I, I do understand uh, where he's coming from. Um, in terms of, you know, this is what happens. Now you made it to the playoffs. Now the expectations are higher. Now everybody wants something to have happen, you know, right away. Let's go to Adam in Dix Hills. Adam, welcome in. Yes, I, I thanks. Hi, good morning, Anita. Um, so, uh, yeah, I want to talk about the uh, the Chiefs-Bengals game, and I want to talk about, you know, you know Patrick Mahomes in particular. So here you've got this, like, you know, Hall of Fame future quarterback who's fantastic, but he's compromised. He's not 100%, and we don't know how many percent he is. But he's, his, his, his leg is, is banged up, and that's going to affect his game, no matter what anybody says. So I'm thinking about it and saying, like, how much leeway does he have to keep himself in the game and saying, Coach Reed, 
I'm, I, I'm good. I can play versus the coach looking at him saying he's not doing so well. I need to take you out and, you know, and, and put in the backup. Um, where, where does that like, where does that balance out? You I, know, I personally, an old... yeah, Adam I, and, and, and Kiwi and, and Adam, thanks for the phone call. Kiwi. I, I think, I think Mahomes has a lot of leeway, right? Absolutely. Like, like it, it, it all depends on the player. Um, but, but he's I, I that think important. He's that important to that team, though. There's only a few players who you're willing to extend and, and risk because you know this is a, you're talking about a playoff game. You know, it's win or go home. There's there's nothing there's nothing to to, to rest it for. I, I think you asked me, you know, how I thought they handled. I thought they did exactly what they're supposed to do. You take him off the field. You see if you know you can tighten it up with some tape and and let him go back out there. If he can't, then you have to um, rule out the fact that you know the possibility of there being a break or some something that would show up on an X-ray. Obviously, it's not an MRI but you know at least with an x-ray you can get some kind of a view of what's going on in there um and then if there's no break you know tape it up and, and get back out there this is, this is football you know what i mean i think at the end of the day put some toss in on it yeah you know what i mean like we it's once you i've been removed from the game for a while and, and so i'm thinking about things differently but when i go back into that mindset no a, a sprained ankle like we've all done it hurts don't get me wrong you are not the same player it is it is hard to um to plant off of that leg it is hard hard to to trust it um you know we saw him trying to you know hop skip down on on one leg trying to do it that's how you know intense those those injuries can be um you know but this is this is the league and this is the playoffs and you have an opportunity you know like, just tape it up and and get back out there do whatever it is you got to do it's one of my favorite chris rock skits just put some robitussin on it put some tussin on it <laughs> put some tussin on it get out there put some tussin on it um <laughs> you're supposed to pay your bills you're supposed to pay your child support. Anyway, um, I love Chris Rock. Um, and, and, you know, I'll go back to what I asked you in, in, when you first joined the show and we were talking about this. You know, like, now, I, I played, as you know, and women are brutal. Like, mm-hmm. women, like, <laughs> I don't, again, you're not out there intentionally trying to harm people. But I just believe in knowing my experience in playing with women, um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're smelling blood in the water and that blood is that ankle. And this Cincinnati, this Cincinnati Bengals defense is no joke. They're top five overall. Um, they, you know, Hubbard and Hendrickson could get after you. And, and, and the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line isn't the end-all be-all, right? So, and that's why I like Cincinnati. That's why I like the Eagles. I think both those teams win the battle in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. So, uh, so my, my concern is, you know, we hear, oh, you know, and, and here's another thing, Kiwi, not sure if, you know, how much you've been paying attention uh, to the narrative coming out of Kansas City, but I think it's like, I think it's overdone. Like Kansas City was just like, oh, we're fine. Nothing to see here. Keep on walking. Keep on walking. We're fine. He's fine. He practiced all week long. He looks like a million bucks. Nothing to see here. Nothing. I just, I, I think it's, I don't know. I have some concerns. I have some concerns. You have, you have right to be. You have every right to be because, you know, we saw it with our eyes. The fact that you know after the injury, it was very difficult for him to even you know put pressure on it. The the difference is you know science and technology, sports medicine, you know has, has come a long way. God only knows what kind of you know um, uh, different therapies that they've they've come up with. But um, 
but it still is. You know, at the end of the day, this is this game is brutal. So it's, I, I get it. You know, if you're playing against women and they're playing this game, it's you know, it's a, it's a brutal game. You know, and you're trying to get the person across from you to to bow out and you know tap out and all those kind of things. And you definitely do it within the confines of the game. But the other thing is, you got to remember is you can't go outside of you know what your responsibility is to try to do something. I feel like you know there's a uh, you know, karma or whatever you want to call it, like it goes goes around. Like you've got to be able to, you know, get the guys ready to play honest football. You can't go out there and say, oh, he can't run, so I'm just gonna, you know, take my inside move even though I have contain. That's a good way to get beaten, you know, because he might have, you know, just enough to get two steps outside of contain and, and still and still make the play. So, um, you know, the whole time you're playing, it's it's you know, you try to take everything with a grain of salt. Don't go outside of yourself. But yeah, you know, you you, you put the you put the wood to it. that's how you get on board Uh, when we get back let's do a deeper dive into that Nathaniel Hackett hiring of the Jets and what it all entails also we're going to hear from Rich Samini in about 15 minutes as well also my locks of the week coming your way two and one again last week so I'm 45 and 18 45 and 18 on the season what the heck's going on? Wow. Um, I surprised myself. Anyway, uh, you're listening to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. So Kiwi, let's dive into it. Nathaniel Hackett failed miserably in Denver, uh, but has now been hired as the offensive coordinator for the Jets and um, with the hopes that he will lure one Aaron Rodgers to New York City. Your thoughts on this hire? Yeah, I think, you know, they they had to do something. I think having some experience um, on that side of the ball will definitely put them in a situation to attract, you know, you know, any type of talent that they're looking for at the quarterback position. But obviously the relationship between he and Rodgers, you know, will plays a part in that I think they just they they need to get it figured out right and so I I like the move in terms of getting something done you know quickly and and having a a, an obvious like direction okay this is who you know we are changing the identity of the offense this is who is going to do it now we have to find all the pieces um, because there's too much talent on that team and Mm -hmm. you know in that in that on that coaching staff also for 
them not to be playing, you know, good football. Like it, it's 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 about time, right? You say what you want about the Jets and the organization historically and how they've been run, but right now I think they have as good of opportunity as they've had in recent years to, you know, take this next step forward and, you know, be a competitive team. Your thoughts on on Aaron Rodgers and and the potential, the possibility of him coming to New York, right? He's going to be 40. Um Jets are going to have to fork out like about $50 million. They're going to have to give up a draft pick, possibly a number one to bring him in. Um, in the last few years, we've seen he has very little patience to none uh, with, uh, with his wide receiving core. Um, you know, not, not, not a, not a great locker room guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, your, your, your thoughts, your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers in New York. Yeah, that's that's the only issue that I have right there in terms of of you know him continuing to play and possibly playing in New York. I think he's got the the talent right. Obviously, he's got the skill level. Um, uh, he's well aware of what it would take to to be in New York. You know, he doesn't shy away from the meat. Uh, you know, his own line that he you know, he goes down and and so I think it would be a good fit. The issue I had is what you just said, like not being able to um, you know continue to carry a locker room or to, to be that guy that that everybody's willing to play for if you're trying to make a transition to a new team at that position you have to be able to um you know win everybody over you know challenge everybody but also um have everybody's back at the same time so i think you know um he's gonna have his work cut out for him in that sense but that's the only thing i could think of because but that also <laughs> can all go away if you win you know what i mean if he comes in there and he starts you know putting up some um some w's for the team then then it won't really matter so much you know what's going on in the locker room but um but i, I do i do think that that should be a legitimate concern for anybody who's trying to bring him in is that you know you're going to have to have strong veteran leadership um somewhere outside of the quarterback position for for him to be successful in in big picture right let's look at the division <clears throat> you know you've got miami with some big question marks in regard to Tua you know he's still in concussion protocol and um, so, so, and it's been quite a few weeks. Um, I, I do like the hire of Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator in New England. Um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Mac Jones, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to turn things around there for them. Um, and then, obviously, you know, you, you've, you've got the Bills, and so you know they're the team that you need to knock off in the division. So, with that being said, you know, with Aaron Rodgers on this on this roster. You know what? What does that mean? What does that mean for this Jets team moving forward? I mean, I think it, it gives them an opportunity. It gives them a legitimate um, chance. I think the the defense is that was, that defense was good enough, played well enough to to be in the playoffs and you know and to make some noise in the playoffs. You know, let's, we'll stop short of saying oh they could have won a Super Bowl, but they were playing you know playoff caliber football on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball. It's it's been a struggle. It's been a rebuild after rebuild. It's been you know continuous like um, you know influx of uh, different people and and whatnot. So um, I think he just it gives you an opportunity to say, hey, listen, this year, you know, we're we're going for it. We're making all the moves that we possibly can to try to bring a championship to this side of New York. Uh, 800-919-3776, the phone number, that's how you get on board. I, I just, I have some reservations, right? Um, again, I just, in, in regard to a few things, number one, and and we don't we don't know exactly all that went down with Hackett in in Denver. And we talked about it earlier on the show. 
you know, th- there are a number of men in the league that failed miserably at a head coaching position, but are really good at an offensive coordinator position. He but we does. Also, run... We knew enough about what was coming out of Denver to know that he was dealing with some strange circumstances. There were things that you know most head coaches aren't asked to do, um, but he was, you know, nonetheless asked to do them, and you know he's responsible for it as a head coach. Right. Um, and so. And, and bringing that, you know, his his style of offense is a West Coast offense. You know, another thing is Zach Wilson, right? You go out and this is an organization, a team. They drive Zach Wilson number two overall, and now he's going to be holding a clipboard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I don't. I, there's no value. Like, there's no value there. If I'm a general manager, I'm not trading for Zach Wilson based on what we've seen. Uh, you know, the sample size that we've seen as him being a starting quarterback in the NFL. So I just. I mean, we the, all the whole, thought Baker Mayfield was done, also though. Um, yeah, I, I'm, if I'm a general manager, I'm not, I'm not trading for Baker Mayfield either. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, well, I, all, I'm, all I'm not... saying, all I'm saying is that there's, there could be a possibility, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's always teams in need of, uh, of a quarterback. And I don't think it's going to be, you know, this year, maybe not even, um, next year, but at some point, if he carries a clipboard long enough and uh, can prove that he, he's overcome whatever the issues were he could be on another staff for for a few years I don't think that the I don't think he's just done I don't think his football career is completely over he still has a lot to, to offer he just he just w- wasn't good in this on this stage under these circumstances for whatever reason and who knows maybe a, a fresh start for Zach Wilson will, will bring him some uh, some good let's go to Anthony Anthony welcome in hey Anita Matthias how you guys doing good how you welcome. doing Anthony Good, good. Um, so I just, I, I don't know. I feel like with this Nathaniel Hackett hiring, I feel like, you know, he took Blake Bortles to the second half of the AFC Championship where if the refs didn't want Tom Brady and the NFL didn't want Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, they would have won that game. So, and uh, um, and he, I just feel like I don't, it, it, it's a plus if, uh, you know, they get, um Aaron Rodgers, obviously, right? So, you know, him being familiar with Aaron Rodgers, yeah, it's great. But he's also not the head coach. So, you know, like you guys are saying, like being a head coach and being an OC or a DC, like they're completely different, you know? And and him as an offensive mind, I just feel like he can, you know, help this Jets team, you know, propel them because he he has led a a, a top 10 offense multiple years. So I just wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Thanks for taking the call, guys. Yeah, listen, at the end of the day, Hackett and Aaron Rodgers, okay, I get it. But again, you're, you're, in my opinion, you're putting the cart before the horse. Confirm that you're getting Aaron Rodgers before you hire Nathaniel Hackett. That's my point. Now you've hired, <clears throat> you've hired Nathan, it's, it's, it's what Denver did last year. Mm-hmm. You've hired Nathaniel Hackett hoping that you'd get Aaron Rodgers. You didn't, so uh, you, you got Russell Wilson. Right. And then yeah. and then that off his offense and Russell Wilson did not gel. No. <laughs> so now if, if, if the Jets, if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, now what? Who? Derek Carr. We don't know if Derek Carr is going to thrive in Nathaniel Hackett's offense. Uh, let's go to Jose and Patterson. Jose, welcome in. Hey, Anita, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Um, so 
little green tea and honey, and you'll be fine because you're there. <laughs> Trust me, I'm I'm for the last twenty four hours, I'm 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 doing it all, boo. I'm doing it all. Yeah, listen, for you to show up, that says enough. You you, you do your <laughs> job and you do it well. But when it comes to the hacker hire, I'm a lifelong Jets fan. This reminds me of Adam Gates all over again. Two reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, Gates had an all uh, his, he had a Hall of Fame quarterback in his most successful years. Without his Hall of Fame quarterback, Gates got exposed, especially when he came to us. He was terrible. Same thing with Hackett. Hackett had Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Fame quarterback. Without Aaron Rodgers, he was no good. His numbers proved it. With his play calling, it was bad. And when he got the job on his own, it was terrible. So without Aaron Rodgers, this is a terrible move. So they have to know, like everybody's saying, they have to have that. Somebody peeked at the cards and saw the ace. Has to be. Because if not, it's the same old Jets move to get a guy before you get the main guy. That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, like I just said, Jose, thank you. Um, Like I said, putting putting the cart before the horse, in my opinion. But a guy who's got his finger on the pulse of this team better than most, uh, that is Rich Cimini. He's got a podcast uh, called Flight Deck. He's going to join us next. We'll get the latest from Rich Cimini, and we'll continue with your calls. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka, and you. It is New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. The quarterback position, obviously, with all the different interviews, were was the number one concern, uh, and rightfully so. And it was it was simple. We're committed to uh, finding a veteran. Uh, we didn't get into names. Doubt that he's even studied those guys yet, which he's going to uh, start uh, next week. But we didn't get into specifics on names. But it was it was uh, talked about that we do plan on bringing a veteran quarterback if we can. Uh, we do want to continue working with Zach and continue to develop him. Robert Sala explaining the uh, Nathaniel Hackett hire. Rich Samini joins us now. He covers the Jets for ESPN. He's got his own podcast called Flight Deck. Rich, welcome in. Uh, your thoughts on the hire of Nathaniel Hackett? Well, I think here's what happened. Robert Sala knows that he's got to win next year. He's probably got to make the playoffs to keep his job. So I think he wanted to make a hire that would minimize the uh, growing pains of changing to an op- a different offense and also uh, making it as seamless a transition as possible. So what does he do? He hires an experienced play caller, a guy who's been a play caller in six different years, so he won't have to hold his hand. And he hires a guy who runs essentially the same offense that the Jets have been running for the last two years. So in theory, or on paper, there should be no major transition. It should be seamless. 
because Robert Sala knows he can't afford a, a rocky transition. They got to hit the ground running and winning games next year. So I think those are the reasons why he uh, led to Nathaniel Hackett. He's somewhat of a he's a known quantity. Now you could argue if he's a good known quantity. I mean his record as an offensive play caller is is suspect in my opinion. But Sala felt comfortable with him, and uh, away they go. Rich, thanks for uh, joining us today, as always. So a lot of talk has been, you know, about, you know, getting Aaron Rodgers. If they don't make a player, if they don't end up, you know, getting Aaron Rodgers, then where do they go, in your opinion? If they don't get Aaron Rodgers, well, I mean, there's so many. Look, there's probably three quarterbacks that are standing out among the uh, guys who uh, will become available. We know Jimmy Garoppolo will be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, we know that Derek Carr is not going to be back with the Las Vegas Raiders, though so I do believe there are uh, teams trying to trade for him probably a- as we speak. I think uh, because of the way his contract is structured, the Raiders have to make a decision by February 15th. So that deal, I wouldn't be shocked if it happened next week or the week after. So Carr going somewhere. And so I think the Jets will be interested in those two guys. I, I also think they would be interested in Aaron Rodgers if he becomes available. Why wouldn't they? I mean, you just heard the clip from Robert Sala. They're basically putting a, a help-wanted sign on their front lawn <laughs> saying we need a quarterback. And so if, if the best quarterback, you know, he'd be the best available quarterback. So I absolutely would think the Jets would be interested if Aaron becomes available. I personally think he's going to end up going back to Green Bay. That's, that's just a gut feeling. Um, but if he decides he wants out, you know, Kiwi players today have more power than ever. If, if, a, mm-hmm. if a marquee player like Aaron Rodgers wants out, they usually get their way. Mm-hmm. See, I, I'm looking at this as them putting the cart before the horse and hiring Nathaniel Hackett, hoping that he can lure Aaron Rodgers to New York, very, very similar to what we saw happen in Denver. Right? Yeah, how'd that work out? <laughs> how'd that work out? Uh, you know, if that's the reason, and, and Robert Sala, I don't believe that was the reason. That, that, was, that would be a foolish reason to hire a guy because you think he can recruit someone to your team. Uh, I, and I don't think Robert Sala was thinking that way. I, I think he hired him because he thought he'd be the best guy for their situation. Now, if that leads to Aaron Rodgers, then, you know, that's, that's the cherry on top. At least that's the way I think the Jets are looking at it. Um, I mean, Robert Sala, I mean, this is a huge hire for him. I mean, he's essentially hitching his future to, to Nathaniel Hackett because we all know, and, and Sala knows this, and Joe Douglas knows it. They all know it, all the coaches over there, that they can't afford another 7-10 and 10 season. You know, they, they, they have to make the playoffs or, or come really, really close and looking good doing so to get another year after that. So uh, I don't think he did it with that in mind. Now, in the back of his mind, of course he's thinking, you know, number 12 from Green Bay might be looking to move on. So that has to be in his mind, but I don't think it was the foremost reason. What are, what are some other areas of concern that they need to address? I know, you know, they probably had their um, plates full trying to get the coordinator spots filled, but, you know, we do have the draft coming up and then, you know, in free agency, where do you think that they're, they're going to make the best improvement on their, their team? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked me that, Kiwi, because I think there's a perception out there and, and Woody Johnson kind of uh, said this in his end-of-the-season meeting with reporters, that the Jets are the quarterback is the missing piece, and they're one piece away. Uh, They're not one piece away. Uh, Yes, the quarterback is is a big piece to that puzzle, but if they were one piece away, they would have won more than seven games. So they are a few pieces away. They need to revamp their offensive line, and they will. I mean, they have only two starters 
who I feel confident in saying that they'll be back and that they'll be starting, and that's Tomlinson and Vera Tucker. The other three spots are, are somewhat open at this point. So, and then they hired a new offensive line coach. We should mention that, too, Keith Carter, someone that Robert Sala has been targeting for the last few weeks since he got fired by Tennessee. He'll bring a different style of coaching to that group. He's, a, he's very much a, a, an in-your-face, type of coach really a a no-nonsense type of guy and that'll be a departure from what they had there so that'll be something different but and they need uh they need another wide receiver i mean it just i mean garrett wilson is a wonderful player and he's he's probably got a star written all over him but uh you know they have elijah moore back but i don't think Corey davis is going to be back i think he'll probably be a cap casualty so they're going to need another wide receiver and they're also going to need some tweaks on defense they may need two new safeties so they're not one piece away and i think it would be uh, wrong or misguided if the Jets convince themselves that quarterback is their only need. I, I'm just I'm so baffled by this. I, I really so. Okay, so so if it's if it's not Aaron Rodgers, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Nathaniel Hackett he's got he's got a West Coast style offense, right? Like, um, correct. Do, do, so do you feel that that would be enticing for Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo or another veteran? Like, what veteran quarterbacks going to want to come here and play with Nathaniel Hackett after everything we saw transpire and him and Russell Wilson just lay a big fat egg in Denver last year? Like, like where's the motivational yeah. factor there, Rich? Well, that's, that's a perfectly valid question. And, you know, Derek Carr has a no-trade clause, so he doesn't have to go to the Jets. Uh, they just can't trade him there. He has a say-so in where he ends up. Uh, he does have experience in a West Coast offense. He paid, he played for John Gruden, so John Gruden ran essentially the same offense as Paul Hackett runs. Uh, Paul Hackett. I knew I was going to do that. I covered his <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett. There you go. That's number one mistake. There'll be more. But Nathaniel Hackett runs the same offense as Gruden did, so Carr does have a background. Of course, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, is coming from that West Coast Shanahan system, so he has a background in that offense. He'll be a free agent, so he he too will have a say and where he ends up. Um, so it, it's really uh, – the Jets are in a really interesting spot because also because of the calendar. This car situation is going to get resolved before February 15th. Now, if you're in a Jets, do you make a play for Carr knowing that maybe a few weeks after that Rodgers might become available? You know, do you hold off on Carr and put all your eggs in the Rodgers basket? Or do you make your best play for Carr? It's, it's a multi-layered – fascinating decision that the Jets have to make and it's only the you know immediate future of the organization that is on the line it's a lot it's a lot at stake Go, going back to you know a lot's been said about Denver and, and the struggles that you know that were this year how much of that um, or how much of Denver's struggles do you think um, Nathaniel Hackett is responsible for well, he was the head coach, and so that was his first time as a head coach. And let's let's call it the way it was. It was a disaster. I mean, it was four and eleven, and he was fired, and the offense finished last in scoring. You know, and he was in charge of the offense. He actually gave up the play calling towards the end of the year. He essentially fired himself as the play caller and handed it over to Clint Kubiak. Um, you know, I think with about five or six games left in the year, and it really didn't help that much. And I just don't think that. Um, Russell Wilson was a really good fit in Hackett's offense. Uh, Hackett's offense is a, because it's a West Coast offense, it's a timing and rhythm offense. Everything is synchronized. Boom, boom, boom. The ball is out. 
And Russell Wilson is a guy who, you know, he likes to hold the ball and drift in the pocket and hold mm-hmm. and hold and hold and look to make plays downfield or run with the ball. So it was like a square peg in a round hole. It just wasn't a fit with his offense. Now, that being said, I'm not going to exonerate Hackett for everything because, I mean, there were a lot of game management issues that cropped up last year. He, he didn't do a job with that. He eventually hired someone to come in, Jerry Rossberg, to come in and help him in that area. So it, it was a mess last year. And in Hackett's, the one year he did really well was the 17 Jaguars who ended up going to the AFC Championship game. Hackett called the plays that year for Doug Marone. Uh, they got as, as much out of Blake Bortles as anyone has ever gotten out of Blake Bortles uh, with a very ground-heavy rushing attack. And I think they were ranked in the top five in offense. But other than that one year, there's nothing you could point to with the Nathaniel Hackett offense that would give you cause for optimism. In fact, in the six years that he was a play caller, uh, that counting last year in Denver, not one player made the Pro Bowl from the teams he was calling plays for. So now, in his defense, he hasn't had a, a great quarterbacks. Russell Wilson was the best quarterback he's ever had last year. Uh, he had a cast of who's who of bad quarterbacks, from E.J. Manuel to Kyle Orton, and then he had Blake Bortles for the one year, which was a complete outlier. So he has not been blessed with a lot of good quarterbacks, but at the same time, there just hasn't been a lot of offensive production uh, under his guidance. Rich, before we let you go, what does this mean for Zach Wilson? Holding a clipboard all next year? Uh, if, if, I'm a, if I'm a general manager, I'm not trading for him. Well, yeah, he better get used to the clipboard. <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't think there's, there's any question that he's not going to start. You know, I, I don't think he'll ever start for the Jets again. Now, could he start if someone gets hurt? Or Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, the Jets are in this, you know, they're selling the idea that they're going to continue to develop him uh, and, you know, try to cultivate the talent that we know he has, but we just haven't seen it yet. Uh, but what if they do get Aaron Rodgers and he comes for two years? Zach Wilson only has two years left on his contract. What then? Uh, so I, I'm just of the belief that Zach Wilson will, will probably never be the Jets starter. Uh, they will get a veteran guy. They'll continue to develop him, maybe to a point where his trade he he does have some trade value. If he goes out in the preseason this summer and has a really good preseason, that will help his trade value. Uh, I, I just don't see the Jets turning the keys over to him at any point. But I, I should add this though: you know, he and Rogers do have a friendship. Uh, everybody knows that Rogers was his boyhood idol. They've developed a nice friendship over the last couple of years. And I know Rodgers has told him very good things about Nathaniel Hackett. So even if Rodgers doesn't come to the Jets, I think Zach Wilson be, will be going into minicamp and OTAs with a really strong uh, you know, view, uh, recommendations of Hackett through Aaron Rodgers. So I think that's encouraging. That will probably help Zach's outlook. Because, look, I don't think he's going to be happy being on the bench. Uh, but I think he does have a real good recommendation on, on uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Any any other last questions for uh, for Rich Kiwi? Before no, that, I let that him was go? great stuff. No, great stuff. I appreciate you, Rich. Yeah, I would just look for uh, in the next few days. You know, Hackett is going to be meeting with the Jets. You know, you know, holdover staff, and they're going to be getting down to hiring some positions. So you're going to see they're going to hire a senior offensive assistant. Uh, they're going to hire a wide receivers coach. So you're going to see some staff movement in the next few days. I wish I had some names for you. I, I don't right now but you're going to see Hackett uh, hiring probably some people from his past to join Robert Sala's staff. Rich, thank you so much. Again, Rich Samini, uh, he's got a podcast, Flight Deck. Make sure you listen to it each and every week, Jets fans. Rich, thank you so much.
Thanks. Enjoy the game today, you guys. You got it. Thanks, Rich. I, and and, and I'll, I'll just I'll end this segment on this, and that is I think it's really crucial and it's really important uh, for teams to be aggressive and make these hires now mm-hmm. so that you're getting the best of the best in regard to the crop of coaches mm-hmm. that are looking for work. Absolutely. Yeah. Time is right? definitely of the, yeah, time is of the essence and, you know, having <clears> as <throat> much time as you possibly can to get your, you know, the subsequent staff members that you need, you know, in the building, in the building and up to speed. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes in during the off season for, especially for these coaches that, you know, we don't, we don't understand. And, and it, you know, yes, a hundred percent. They need to get these, these, these hires done as soon as possible and, and start working on a game plan. 800-919-3776. We come back. We'll take your calls. Also, we come back. It's time for locks of the week. That's right. I went two and one last week. I am 45 and 18 on the season. Who am I? I don't even know. We'll be right back. Mike Tannenbaum also joins us at the top of the hour. You're listening to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Anita's three locks of the week. All right. It's about that time. We've been making you money all season long. Two and one last week, 45 and 18 on the season. I'm sitting at 71, 71.4% with my locks. locks I know. I say this each and every week. If I would just wager on these three plays... Mom, mama would be in the money, <clears throat> Where, but the I'm fun not. In that? Exactly. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to share like I, you, I don't know if you'll be shocked, but I'm going to share with you all the, like I'm playing a ton of stuff today. <laughs> um, and, and, and I'm going to get to that, but, um, but for my three locks of the week, you ready? Uh-huh. So the Eagles game, I'm playing the Eagles to be up at the half and the Eagles to win the game at plus 125. So when the half is over, they're up. When the game is over, they're up. In that combination, you win plus 125. So you're laying 100, let's just say you're laying, for every $100 you lay, uh, you're winning $125. Uh, This Eagles team is the best offense in the first half. First in points per drive, first in touchdowns per drive. Get this, Kiwi. They have a plus 149 point differential this season. Mm -hmm in the first half against their opponents. Nick Sirianni and this offensive staff, they're very aggressive. Your thoughts? Uh, I'm with you 100% on this one. I think this is a great pick. I might actually <laughs> jump in this week with you on it. Um, after what I saw last week from, from Philadelphia, um, well, one thing, we still don't know if Jalen Hurts' shoulder is, is 100% because he was never put in a situation where where it was tested. Um so yeah, no, I, I definitely like it. The way that they come out of the games or out of the you know out the gates, you know, is, is pretty good. So they'll, I'm I'm with you on this one. Um, another thing is not only is you know they're going to be at the link. It's going to be crazy. Brock Purdy, this is his only third road game. 
Uh, he was in he was in Las Vegas. He was in Seattle, and of course they have the twelfth man. But I, I just think this is going to be a whole other animal for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and 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 the Forty ers are very conservative because they rely on their defense, mm-hmm. and they try to run the football. Where the Forty ers defensively, their weakest link is in the passing game, and they allow like I want to say they have like a 28 percent pressure rate. So I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a lot of time back there today, especially yeah. how good that offensive line looked. Yeah, Jalen, he's, he's going to make a big play. There's going to be some big plays. They're going to push the ball down the field to take advantage of that. But I think, you know, if you know, history shows us anything, especially what happened last week, they're going to put themselves in a position where they don't have to rely on that. So they're going to run the ball. They're going to bludgeon you up front. They're going to, you know, control the line of scrimmage and just get those, you know, those four or five yards, you know, on first down and then setting them up, you know, to to have the whole playbook open on second and third down and just continuously do that down the field. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's there's a lot um, um, going working against the, the 49ers in this one this week. So, again, my first play, locks of the week, Eagles up at the half and winning the game at the end, and you can get that at plus 125. Second play is... I'm going to take the Eagles at plus three and a half, and I'm going to take the Bengals at plus three and a half. I, I just feel like the Bengals are the better team. Mm-hmm. Healthy or not, I'm, I'm team Burrow more so than Mahomes. And not to say Mahomes is a bad quarterback. He's a great quarterback. But there's something about Joe Burrow I just love. Um, they're better. They have, they, so to me, they have the better quarterback, the healthier quarterback. They've got the better offensive line. I think they have the better receiving core. Uh, Kansas City can't stop Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the best defensive. They have the best defense, period, and they have the best defensive coaches who make incredible adjustments at the half. So I do believe the Bengals. So I like the I like the Eagles winning. I like the Bengals winning. So I'm going to play a alternate spread. Okay, alternate spread, parlay. So Eagles plus three and a half. And Bengals plus three and a half, and you could get that at even money. Thoughts? Um, yeah, I like it. I like. I think when it comes to Cincinnati, you could have an argument that they are, would have still been the better team, um, you know, had there not been an injury to Mahomes. But especially with the injury, I I believe in Cincinnati this week. So I'm with you on those picks too. And last but not least, my last bet is a prop bet, and it's A.J. Brown anytime touchdown. And you can get that at plus 120. That's my play. Now, if you want to spice it up a little bit, you can do A.J. Brown anytime touchdown along with the Eagles winning at plus 225. Okay? Mm-hmm. But I do believe A.J. Brown's going to score a touchdown. The 49ers, they've given up eight touchdowns to opposing wide receivers since Christmas. That's how you beat them. It's in the passing game. He's going to be targeted a lot. He hasn't scored a touchdown in his last two games. He's due. So A.J. Brown, anytime touchdown at plus 120. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I think that's going to be part of the the game plan and part of the reason why they are going to win this game um, is getting him in the end zone. So, again, just to recap, Anita's locks of the week, Eagles up at the half, and they find and they win the game at the end of the game. Uh, at plus 125, Eagles and Bengals parlay alternate spread plus three and a half, and you could get that at even money. And AJ Brown anytime touchdown at plus 120. Those are my three locks of the week. 
for these two games. Some other plays that I'm playing, um, uh, I like Hurts over one and a half touchdowns, touchdown passes, as well as over 251 and a half passing yards and over 32 and a half attempts. How do you beat the 49ers? It is in the passing game, people. That's how you beat them. I've got Purdy over eight and a half rushing yards. Why? Uh, he's going to be under pressure. He's going to be running for his life tonight. So I got Purdy over rushing yards. Um, I've got Sanders under rushing yards. Why? The 49ers, one of the best uh, rushing defenses in the NFL. So it's under 51 and a half. I also have Goddard under receiving yards at 46 and a half. Why? Uh, San Francisco linebacking crew, one of the best in the NFL. Uh, linebackers are only averaging 40 yards per game against him. So I think it's going to be tough to get to 46 and a half. Devontae Smith, I've got over five and a half receptions, over 67 and a half receiving yards as well. Um, again, how you beat the 49ers is in the air. And so I do expect A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith to get a ton of targets. Also, Quez Watkins, over 14 and a half receiving yards. He can get that in one. He is He's the wide receiver that stretches the field. And the 49ers are 28th in the NFL in explosive passing plays of 20 yards or more. And I think they they I, I think Hertz does connect with Watkins on at least one of them. Also, I have Reddick with a sack and uh, in Sweat with a sack as well. In regard to the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, what are some of the prop bets I'm playing there? Again, quite a few. Burrow over one and a half touchdown passes, over 37 and a half passing attempts, over 17 and a half rushing yards. Uh, he 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 just he dom he dominates the kid. This I, I don't understand. I don't understand how the Bengals aren't favored here. They're the better team. They've beaten the Kansas City Chiefs three times in the last thirteen months. And Burrow, as well as Jamar Chase, just dominate. Jamar Chase has had over four hundred yards and four touchdowns in three games against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I've got an anytime touchdown for Jamar Chase. I think P Ryan is going to be utilized in the passing game. So I got P. Ryan over two and a half receptions and over 15 and a half receiving yards. And I think a really sneaky good play is Jarek McKinnon over three and a half receptions and over 29 and a half receiving yards. He's the better uh, blocking back. And so I do believe that he's going to be in the game to help protect uh, Patrick Mahomes. And I think Mahomes is going to be looking towards him to, uh, to dump some passes off. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, Jarek McKinnon. I think it's going to have a big role today. Quick break. We come back. Mike, Mike Tannenbaum, <coughs> excuse me, it's going to join us. <laughs> 